Town Bank Mortgage. NMLS number 512138 is an equal housing lender. This podcast is for informational purposes only. And now, the man born with a 5 o'clock shadow and with the NMLS number 2028201. He is a gentleman. He is a scholar. He is... Tyler Crawley. Welcome, everyone, to the Wednesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am the aforementioned host of this podcast, Tyler Crawley, and it continues to be kind of a slow week, so nothing big to get into this morning, though we do have some interesting data looking at home prices both in the U.S. and in the U.K., so we will be getting into that. It is Wednesday, so we got mortgage demand. Uh, and then just a little update on what is happening with rates. I'll tell you, there's a lot going on in the world that is not housing related. We got the whole golf situation. And this morning, the head of CNN got fired. And so it's like, man, some big stories, you know, it, which, which makes sense because this week is kind of kind of boring uh, for housing. So <laughs> we could be focusing on other things. But since this is a housing podcast. Let's start with the uh, somewhat big report that we got yesterday. This one from CoreLogic, the home price, I think it's Insight Report, but it's their home price index, which which is funny because I was just looking at my um, article and I call it the home priced <laughs> index, which actually I guess would work, uh, but it's not actually priced. It's home price index. So if you get the uh, morning newsletter, uh, you, you can see I misspelled. Well, I didn't misspell it. I just used it in, in proper tense. <laughs> it's the home price index. Um, and so I'll fix that on, at least on the website. Can't fix it in the email. So this, you know, we get this report and the Black Knight report at the beginning of every month. It's kind of our first look at what is happening with home prices because at the end of the month, we get the big report, the gold standard, the Case-Shiller Index. Uh, and I will say, though, what I like about getting these two reports is they're not huge reports. I'm not going to move the market or anything. But they do show you what's happening. Um, they're good at, for looking at what's happening from a trend perspective, especially when they line up. Um, that's great. And this report, very similar to what we saw with Black Knight, was, or I should say, it's, it's very similar to what we saw with Black Knight. So in this case, Home prices rose for the third straight month. I think Black Knight was the fourth straight month. Uh, nationwide, single-family home price growth rose by 1.2%, so an almost three, about three times bigger than what we saw from Black Knight. There, theirs was seasonally adjusted at around 0.48 or 0.46, somewhere around there. Uh, so they're up 1.2%. That is actually down from March, which was up 1.6%, but it is the third straight month that we saw a month-over-month month increase. Year-over-year year prices are holding on to positive territory. That's a little different from what we saw from Black Knight. Black Knight home prices were flat, meaning in the next report, probably going to go negative. Not so sure about CoreLogic. Uh, they're still up 2% year-over-year. Year. That is a drop from the 3.1% that we saw in March and it's now the lowest level since 2012. However, the year-over-year -year increase marks the 135th consecutive month of annual growth, but is now the sixth straight month 
that the gains have been in single digits. They were in double digits for a while, <laughs> for a while. Uh, but here's something that's interesting, and this just kind of shows you how the housing market is kind of returning to normal. For the third straight month, a new state topped the list for the most home price growth. In this case, what do you think? Like I was thinking Florida. Uh, I think last month it was Vermont. This month in April, it was Indiana. (laughs) Indiana coming in hot out of nowhere. Uh, They saw the highest home price growth in April at 7.3%. New Jersey was a close second, up 7.1%. And then you had Missouri, South Carolina, and Vermont, 6.9%. So Florida wasn't even the top five. That's crazy. Uh, Especially crazy because Miami is still the top metro area by far. So Miami is still in double digits. The only place even close to double digits, and they're in double digits, uh, up 13.2% year over year in April, down from 14.8%. So we're seeing some, you know, pretty big slowdown month over month. But it is the 10th straight month that Miami topped the Metro list. Houston was a distant second, 4.5%, and Chicago was third, 3.4%. So it's kind of funny that you have this just crazy city in Florida up this huge amount, but we're not seeing um, the state overall kind of benefiting from that one area. Uh, On the flip side, Las Vegas was the biggest loser with a 4.5% dip year over year, followed by Phoenix down 3.7. I feel like every time there's a downturn in the housing market, it's like Las Vegas and Phoenix. Remember, they got hit the hardest uh, in 2008. Uh, And it's weird we're not seeing San Francisco and Seattle because other reports have uh, Seattle and San Francisco down the most. And then Denver in L.A. down 2.8%. So we're seeing a lot. I mean, I think we're at the point now where we're seeing more major metro areas in negative territory, at least the top 10 list, than positive which is, you know, what you would kind of expect, especially with, with volume, which we're going to get into a second with uh, mortgage demand. Uh, Selma Hep, chief economist for CoreLogic, said that the depressed inventory levels is continuing to put upward pressure on prices despite rising rates. This is not dissimilar to what we saw yesterday from Black Knight. I can't remember. Who was the quote from a Black Knight? I can't remember, but... What they were saying was very similar, which was that the housing market's kind of like feeding on itself, where you have this situation where as rates rise, it it creates a situation where people are disincentivized to sell. And so because they're not listing their homes, inventory remains tight. And because inventory remains tight, the people that are trying to buy end up in bidding wars with other people who are trying to buy, which keeps prices high. And so it's, it's a weird place that we're in. I mean, so what I'm thinking could end up happening is you could have rates fall. And then all of a sudden you have these homes that sort of flood the market, but then that'll be met with pent up demand, which will then explode. So, <laughs> you know, if I've learned anything over these last three years, a lot of the people that are like, here's what's going to happen. Um, they're all been pretty much wrong. 
So it's hard to make kind of long term. This is just a weird market, but it, it's it's weird. It's weird right now because you would think that rates jumping to almost seven percent again would really be putting some downward pressure on prices, and it's not because of that. Uh, so she said, while mortgage rates volatility continues to cause buyer hesitation, the lack of for sale homes is putting firm pressure on prices this spring, leading to an above average seasonal monthly gains and a rebound in home prices in most markets. Recent trends suggest that home price growth in 2023 will fall in line with the historical 4% annual average. How crazy. Can you imagine telling someone at the end of last year the trajectory of home prices that we were saying that 2023 was going to possibly end the year with 4% gains? <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, the uh, CoreLogic crystal ball, the... HPI forecast, which is not usually super accurate, uh, at least not during the pandemic. It wasn't uh, home prices will increase. They're saying next month, 0.9%. So that's what we'll see in May and year over year, 4.6%. So once again, not a, not a horrible time to buy a home. If you can afford it, affordability is an issue. Uh, not a bad time to buy a home because you're looking at possibly almost 5% year over year appreciation. And then when rates fall, you can refi. Sounds like a win-win to me. <laughs> Definitely sounds like a win-win. Uh, so that was the big report that we got yesterday. And interestingly enough, while we're talking about home prices, let's talk about what happened in the UK overnight. So UK at about 5 a.m. our time, the Halifax House Price Index, which I did get right in the morning newsletter. I did get that right. The Halifax house price index showed that home prices were flat month over month in May. So from April to May, flat. However, what's interesting, that pushed prices year over year into negative territory. They are now down 1% year over year. That is the first annual decline since December of 2012. So what this you know, tells us is that what we're seeing here in the United States uh, is sort of happening worldwide. We're seeing a slowdown in housing, which makes sense because after we kind of came out of the pandemic, all housing markets across the country went kind of crazy. And it also shows that the UK is not dissimilar to what's happening in the U.S. It might be a little bit, actually, because this is May. We're not going to get May data from Kay Schiller for a little while. So we might be lining up almost perfectly with what's happening in the United Kingdom. We will know soon enough. So U.K. home prices fall in the negative territory for the first time in, what, about 11 years? So it's better than what's craziness that's happening in Canada. I'm not even going to get into Canada. <laughs> go, look, go look at Canada. Canada home prices and income. It's, it's like, if you think it's bad here, it's like almost unfathomable what is happening in Canada. Now, I do want to look at rates uh, because my projection for the week was that rates are going to kind of just be hovering around 3.7%. There's no big reports that are coming out. Next week's going to be a big one. We got CPI. We got the Fed meeting. 
Uh, everyone wants to know what the Fed is thinking going forward. The pause seems sort of imminent, but could they surprise us with a hike? Or what are they going to say about possible future hikes? And that's what everyone's kind of focused on. So rates have been kind of just holding around 3.7, and that's kind of where they are this morning before the open. The 10 years up about one basis point after I think it climbed about one or I think it fell three basis points yesterday. So it's, it's just hovering right around 3.7. So right now it's at 3.71. And I just don't see any reason why we're going to see any big movement away from that 3.7 number. I mean, I just don't see anything happening there. Uh, I do want to get into, let's talk about mortgage demand here real quick. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it kind of a short show today because there's just not a ton that's happening in the, in the uh, real estate mortgage world right now. So we did get mortgage demand. It is Wednesday morning. And total mortgage application volume declined for the fourth straight week. It was down 1.4%. That was thanks to refis falling 1%. They're now down 42% from the same time last year. And then purchase applications fell 2%. And they're now 27% lower from one year ago. Rates did see some positive activity, as we all know, last week. You know, we, we, we kind of saw that happening with the debt ceiling agreement moving through Congress, passing the House, Senate, and then going to Biden's desk. You knew you were going to see some relief in rates, but then, of course, we had the Friday jobs report ugh, that then pushed rates back up. So they have the 30-year fixed falling from 6.91% to 6.81%. So still elevated. Not a ton of relief. I think it would have been if we would have gotten a worse jobs report. Uh, so that's where they have rates. So the rates are still elevated. Affordability is still an issue. We talked about that yesterday, looking at the Black Knight report. And so because of that, activity is going to remain down. I mean, there's just, there's no doubt about it. I mean, there's just, there's no way around it. But as I said, if you are someone who can afford a house, it's not a horrible time to buy. I mean, sure. Sometimes in our market here in Wilmington, you are seeing battles over homes they're uh, bidding wars that's the word out no. bidding wars is what i was looking for i don't know i don't know why it wasn't coming to me uh bidding wars and so you are seeing a little bit more competition uh but in some markets you can really take advantage uh with the real lack of demand and the fact that you know we're seeing people like core logic saying nationally home prices will be up year over year four four to five percent you know, buying a home now at probably a somewhat reduced price because if you wait for rates to fall, you're going to have that much that much more competition <laughs> because there is a lot of pent-up demand, a lot of pent-up demand. I mean, that's just what you're getting from these numbers. It's not that people don't want to buy homes. They're like, oh, I'm, yeah, it's always this stupid arguments you see where people are like, oh, millennials don't want to own homes. They don't want to own cars. And, they, and all of a sudden it was just because they couldn't afford it. And then when it was, they started making more money. 
uh, or the price points change, all of a sudden they're now buying at the similar rate as previous generations. So don't don't fall for the arguments that like home ownership is decreasing. In fact, I think the latest report I saw this yesterday, but it was on Twitter. So grain of salt. Uh, I think home ownership was what sixty six percent somewhere kind of around where we've been bouncing around these last couple of years. We saw a huge spike in 21. Things then fell off. I think in 22, we're kind of moving a little bit back up in 23. But there's pent-up demand. There's no doubt about that. And you can see it. Four weeks in a row of mortgage demand falling. And I think we're getting close. I haven't haven't been able to look the data. Maybe I'll mention this tomorrow. Uh, But I'm assuming we're getting close to where we were at the beginning of the year when we were like a 30-year low. Uh, which, of course, all the crash bros will be like, oh, see, look, this is proof that a crash is coming. When no, actually, it's proof that a boom is coming. <laughs> it's like complete misinterpretation of the data. It's not like this is going to continue on, on this trend line. It, it, it's this is an anomaly. It's going to explode back up once uh, once homes are more affordable. And that's either going to happen through prices falling uh, or rates moving up. And considering the fact that we've seen from now two reports, CoreLogic and Black Knight, that these markets are kind of stuck in this holding pattern, uh, one of those things has to happen. And I'm going to guess it's going to be rates at some point. Not soon, though. (laughs) Not soon, based on the uh, jobs report that we saw on Friday. But okay, we got to go. We'll keep it kind of a short show today. You guys enjoy your Wednesday. We have nothing crazy tomorrow. Um, we still have some data coming out today. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to see the trade deficit. It doesn't hugely impact housing. Uh, consumer credit is supposed to be out later today, three o'clock. It's expected to drop to twenty-two billion, down from twenty-six billion in March. I know consumer credit's an issue for a lot of people. Uh, influences, you know, they're not only psychology with regards to them buying, but also it limits their buying power. So if you see credit skyrocket, it could have an impact on on the real estate markets because if people have more credit, um, then their their DTI is higher. And then all of a sudden, maybe they don't qualify for a home. So that's always kind of an important number to, to watch. We'll talk about that tomorrow. And then what is happening? I don't know if we have anything big happening tomorrow um we get some gdp growth rate from the euro area jobless claims mortgage rates and then at 9 30 on thursday night we get china's inflation rate so nothing crazy happening like it's just kind of a chill chill week we need the rest because next week's going to be cray cray we still saying cray cray can i say that is that is that gone might be gone all right we got to go you guys enjoy your Wednesday. What's Wednesday? I already said that. Uh, And remember, as always, do not wait to wait. Yeah, do not wait to buy real estate. (laughs) I told you it was a crazy morning. Do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. 